everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Nick Reed. Day before Thanksgiving, this is a live show, not best of. We will have special Thanksgiving programming tomorrow morning. We will have best of this show Friday, and then we shall return on Monday. So that's that's the layout of what you can expect for the rest of the week. Um, there, you may have heard the top of the hour news. We've got ceasefire stuff to talk about. Also, just the news has some insight into some of the footage. People have been uh, interested minds viewing uh, January 6th footage, and they have within the 40,000 hours of footage released by Speaker Johnson found undercover law enforcement encouraging protesters to climb scaffolding. You know the imagery? That the media loves to show over and over again with the protesters scaling. The the visuals of an insurrection. Law enforcement was there telling them to do it. Undercover. Now you want to hear the term downplay as we, you know, Democrats, they always go on and all oh, well, Republicans are trying to downplay January 6th. You're going to see the ultimate downplaying of revelations as we continue to find the government's role in January 6th. This isn't speculation. It's not rumor. Video evidence. This is also further evidence why the Democrats desperately, desperately Tried to keep all of this quiet. Tried to keep it covered up. It is also a recognition that the January 6th committee essentially operated in the same fashion that the impeachment regarding Ukraine and that phone call of Donald Trump served. And that was to really cover up for something else. The phone call to Zelensky that Trump made in which he was discussing potential corruption with payments to the Biden family and so forth and looking for further information. And that, we were told, was Trump trying to get a foreign country to interfere in the election and pressuring a foreign country. And this is why he had to be impeached. And it turns out, of course, the corruption was there. It wasn't Trump, but it was, in fact, bribery money being paid to the Bidens. January 6th, committee comes out with these edited reports loudly focusing on Trump protesters and nothing else, cherry-picking footage and putting out there, sometimes even editing the cherry-picked footage, in order to create a certain narrative that Trump people bad... Democrats controlling Congress, good. Government, good. And here we're learning once again that it appears as if the bad guys behind this, at least to some degree, were the ones that we were told needed the protecting in terms of their reputations. To have them on the ground. In the mix of it, yelling, go, 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 climb. 
Some might even call that, what would the word be, inciting, potentially. So this is some of what we have for you this day. Uh, You may have heard the top of the hour news, just sort of an offhand comment made about, uh, oh, Republicans picking up a seat. You will not hear much about this because a pro-Trump Republican beat in a special election a moderate Democrat. The only Trump, uh, or the, the only elections in terms of results that matter are elections in terms of newsworthiness that can be used to indicate that Republicans are in complete and utter trouble, and it's because of Trump. And Trump is the reason for losses, hence any Republican that has anything to do with Trump loses elections. Well, here you had a Republican that fully embraced on the campaign the the Trump mission, the Trump message, and a moderate Democrat, a Democrat that was saying this is hilarious. She was out there claiming that if she won the election, that she was going to work with the blue dog Democrats to cut spending and Though those people do not exist anymore. (laughs) Uh, This isn't the 80s or the 90s. There is no such thing as a Democrat that wants lower taxes and less spending today. Increasingly, it's become, I mean, we're talking about a world in which it's the Republican Party that has the separate segment of elected officials that supports that, while you have the establishment part of the Republican Party that is for increased taxes and massive spending. That, you, that does not exist in the Democrat Party any longer. But nonetheless, it was the pro-Trump candidate that won that election, so nothing to see here. It's not an indication of anything whatsoever. Springfield's Talk 1041. We are streaming live on Facebook. That is 1041 Nick Reed. That's how you find us. That's sponsored by Springfield Raps. The American Transmissions Talk a Text Line 447 KSGF. Now the latest news update. From Cutter 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Close to 100 people gathered for a candlelight vigil to honor Travis Wynn, the 26 year old who was shot and killed in downtown Springfield last week. Funeral services for Wynn begin today at noon. A family of five is displaced right before Thanksgiving after a fire destroyed their home in Blue Eye. According to the Southern Stone County Fire Protection District, heavy smoke was coming from the home when crews arrived on scene Monday. Firefighters were able to put it out, but the home was declared a total loss. All five people inside made it out safely. The American Red Cross is helping to support the family. And today marks 60 years since the assassination of President John F. Kennedy in a Dallas, Texas motorcade. Several events are set to take place across the country to commemorate Kennedy's death. From Color 10 and Fox 49 News, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 48 today, clear 31 tonight, sunny tomorrow. Uh, actually, pretty pleasant day. Now, there will be some wind. So that could cut through you a bit, feeling like 26. But ultimately, the high temperature uh, for the day, Thanksgiving, is going to be 60. Cooler or colder on Friday, partly sunny, high of 47. The big story of the day. Israel, Hamas, strike a hostage deal. 
Town Hall reporting after more than eight hours of deliberations, the Israeli government officials agreed to a ceasefire with Hamas last night in exchange for 50 hostages who were kidnapped by the terrorist organization and taken to the Gaza Strip. The rest of the 186 hostages held by Hamas and other Islamic terrorist groups will not be released. The public now has the option to appeal the government decision to the Israeli Supreme Court. Ten Americans are among the hostages. It is unclear if they will be released in this deal. Given that the Biden administration is in some capacity involved here, I would not hold my breath. The statement from the Israeli government reads as follows. The government of Israel is obligated to return home all of the hostages. Tonight, the government has approved the outline of the first stage of achieving this goal, according to which at least 50 hostages, women and children, will be released over four days, during which a pause in the fighting will be held. The release of every additional 10 hostages will result in an additional day in the pause. Okay, so let's do the math on that. There are 186 hostages that we, this is the number that we're told. There will be 50 released. So that leaves 136. They say the release of every additional 10 hostages will result in an additional day in the pause. So you could be talking about uh, almost a couple weeks, potentially. The statement from the Israeli government continues that the government of Israel, the IDF, and the security services will continue the war in order to return home all of the hostages, complete the elimination of Hamas, and ensure that there will be no new threat to the state of Israel from Gaza. The details of the deal include the following and will be updated as additional details emerge, according to the government of Israel. Ceasefire will start Thursday. 50 hostages will be released. Hostages held by Hamas will be released in increments of 12 to 13 over the course of a four-day ceasefire. Israel will release 150 female Palestinian prisoners and minors who have not been convicted of murder, but may have been charged with terror-related crimes. So in other words, terrorists. Uh, this is why, of course, this is why Hamas wants them released, because they're, they're soldiers. Also, for every additional, again, 10 hostages Hamas may decide to release after the initial 50 starting Thursday, they will get an additional day of ceasefire. For example, if 30 hostages are released by Hamas, three more days of ceasefire will be awarded. For every additional single hostage Hamas releases, they will receive three Palestinian prisoners being held in Israeli jails and serving time for crimes. What is recommended... The Red Cross, which has yet not yet visited hostages since the war began 46 days ago, will finally visit those who are not released and provide them medication. Gasoline, which is used to power rockets, Hamas launches at Israeli hospitals and civilians, will be allowed into the Gaza Strip on ceasefire days. IDF, Mossad, and Shin Bet will continue drone and other intelligence surveillance throughout the ceasefire. Hamas disputes this detail and claims in their statement air activity will come to a halt on ceasefire day. So already within this deal, what we have is an excuse for Hamas to continue their terrorist attacks. Because there is a detail in here that they are disputing. I, listen, 
there's a very simple question to be asked here. Understanding the motivation of Hamas, as they have stated it, and that is the elimination of Israel. Why do they want this? Why are they agreeing to this? Why is it? Now, this may seem somewhat obvious. Well, because we know they want it because they requested it. But why do they request it? Hamas does not agree to anything unless they feel that it helps them get closer to their goal. And their goal, again, as stated, not a big secret, is the elimination of Israel. The only reason that they would enter into an agreement of this sort is if they feel that it helps get them closer to the goal of killing more Jews and eliminating Israel, wiping it off the map. That is why they're doing this. Now, there's the question, why has Israel agreed to this? I suspect that it is because of international pressure led by this administration, which would be consistent with this administration's position of always benefiting the bad guy. Look at Afghanistan. That was a clear message to terrorist organizations like Hamas that if you want the riches, if the United States is involved, odds are you're going to get what you want. And the the exhaustion of their MO being repeated over and over and over again, and they must at some point wonder, how are, is the enemy this stupid? They, you can almost see how it is that they do believe that Allah, God, is on their side because the world community continues to abide by their demands. To be fooled, and I don't even want to say fooled because I don't think anyone really truly can genuinely believe that Hamas all of a sudden has had a change of heart and really just wants all the fighting to end. Oh, yes. Collectively, they decided that they no longer want Israel wiped off the map. Collectively, they decided no longer that Israel, that all the, the Jewish people on the planet should be completely eliminated in the most horrific ways possible. No, they just want peace. All of a sudden, this is what they want. We wonder how it is that people can be so entrenched in their belief that God, their God, their Allah is on their side and wanting this to occur. The way that the world falls into place, the international community, including now the United States under Biden, it wouldn't clearly be this way under Trump, but under Biden, you can understand how it is that their belief is reinforced because only you, if I'm in their position, I would think only Allah could put the blinders on their eyes to 
stop them from seeing what is so obvious, and that is that we are clearly, I mean, here they are. We are going to kill the Jews. We're going to, oh, by the way, want to see, everybody knows what they use the ceasefires for. Everyone knows it. It is to regroup for the purposes of killing the Jews. That's what this time is going to be used for. Here, everyone knows what they use the fuel for. Yet part of this deal that clearly the United States has indicated that they've been part of is to give Hamas more fuel so that they can fuel more rockets to kill more Jews. And yet this is what's happening. I understand how it, if I'm one of these leaders of Hamas, how easy it is to get people to follow me, to to say, other than Allah, Putting blinders on these people, what other explanation is there? It's not that hard of a sell if you already have radicalized people that are looking to have their actions justified and their existence justified to utilize what is the clear stupidity of the international community. Utilize that as evidence that Allah is on your side. Because nothing else makes sense. What other explanation can there be? Now, obviously, I don't. <laughs> I'm not promoting that idea. I, it's just there's levels of stupidity. There is a lack of any sort of sympathy for the Jewish people of Israel from this administration. It is clear the Democrat Party is filled with anti-Semites. And this administration is as well. If ever there has been a selling point for the terrorists to their followers that Allah is righteous and on their side, it has got to be a deal like this. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. Now, there are a few other obvious questions that are more specific regarding this gift to Hamas so that they can regroup and basically build up, whether it's infrastructure, um, fuel, which is part of this deal, so that they can continue the eventual, their goal is the elimination of Jews, basically finish what Hitler started. And with the help of the international community, uh, Israel has apparently been forced into a corner to where they feel they have no choice. Now, we can hope for the sake of humanity that Israel has something up their sleeve. That this is part of some plot to treat, you, you know, you see these stories every once in a while where you'll have a local law enforcement division uh, and uh, they'll, I don't know, they, they essentially get bad guys to turn themselves in. And we all laugh about it like those fools. We, we, we can hope that that is at play here, that there, there's, this is some sort of trick uh, in order to eliminate Hamas. However, I don't have the highest expectations that that is the case because one thing that people love to do, humans love to do, is repeat history. History does not repeat itself. Stubborn, arrogant people repeat history who refuse to acknowledge the realities of humanity and human behavior. And we're watching it apparently play out once again. 
one of the questions is very, very important that 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 has we may not know the answer to this. Israel may not know the answer to this. If if I am on the side of Israel and there are conditions regarding the release of hostages, one of the requirements would be that families are released together. That is very significant. Now, I suspect, knowing Hamas, that that will not be the case. And that is very significant and very important because that is an additional tool, weapon, that will be gifted to Hamas in this deal. I'll explain that next. And then some other aspects of this. We are going to talk about some of the newly discovered uh footage of the 40,000 hours, just the news has a piece on it in particular that notes in the footage that they have seen, you can see undercover and hear undercover law enforcement encouraging Trump supporters to storm the Capitol. I think the word inciting is probably perhaps for the first time actually appropriate in the context of January 6th, but it's not from Trump. All that coming up, traffic update, I'm Nick Reed. Forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Sunny 48 today, 31 tonight. Uh, pretty pleasant Thanksgiving with sunshine, a high of 60, then back down to a high of 47 for Friday, Sarah Myers. Thank you. Avis, the car rental company. Now, I did a, uh, a show on A1 Custom Car Care a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and we talked about the, mm-hmm. yes, A1 Custom Car Care. We were talking about the average price of a brand new car, and it is now well over $30,000, and it, that's quite a lot of money. So if you are out there in the market to purchase a new vehicle, but you want to make sure that you are getting the right vehicle for you before you actually make that commitment, I want to recommend Avis, the car rental company, and their long-term rental program. Now, the long-term rental program, it was created to bridge that gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle. There's no trips to the DMV. There's no vehicle maintenance fees. And the best part is, if you get into a vehicle that is just not working out for you, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, if you have questions or anything like that, just swing by the Avis store. It's located here in Springfield off of Fort and Sunshine. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of that contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. There's been this announcement, the the government of Israel um, announcing a, a, a deal of sorts. It's a gift to Hamas. It's what Hamas has been asking for. Red flag number one. Why is this something that the terrorists want? Generally, if the terrorists want it, not probably be- the best for the non-terrorists. Nonetheless, uh, there's this silliness of talking about, well, you know, it's uh, orchestrated by a third party. I think that we know the United States is heavily involved in this. And this administration does have its fair share of pro-Hamas individuals within it. The terrorist organization does not do anything unless they feel it helps get them closer to their goal of the elimination of Jews in Israel. So rest assured, they have a plan to use this. Israel's plan is to 
get the hostages back, get innocent people back. Hamas's plan for this is to further their goal of killing as many Jews as possible. We put the side of the innocent at a disadvantage when the Biden administration began openly talking about working on a peace deal or a ceasefire for the purposes of releasing hostages. Because once that is publicly said, you create the expectation that works to the advantage of Hamas because Hamas recognized once the United States, once Biden's out there publicly saying we're getting close, we're getting close, that this is an administration that does not want to not have some sort of deal. It is like the person who walks onto a car lot and you've got the car salesperson who is the stereotypical that might be played in an 80s movie or something not your not your real car salesman you know you got this used car sale there's sort of this stereotype the cliche that they're really looking to screw you over right and they you know there's always the one that they quote see coming they saw you coming from a mile away and they recognize that when you got on the lot you pulled up your car barely makes it in the lot and they think and you pretty much let it be known you've you have got to get a new car right they know they have you once the united states got out there and biden starts talking about we're getting close to a deal we're going to get it hamas knows that the united states is hell bent on making this happen which gives hamas the advantage because that means and we've seen we saw it with iran we saw it with north korea and previous administrations we've we've seen how this occurs over and over again the bad guy utilizes the the desire of the united states or whomever the good guy is to just come up with a deal that that is the 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 number one goal isn't the substance of the deal it's the deal itself to show look what we've done the deal itself to them is evidence that they are moving forward in a progressive way that is towards peace and hamas uses that desire in order to leverage more because they know oh we oh oh you want a deal well we want this also oh okay we got that uh you still want that deal we want this as well it's how iran got that ridiculous deal so those public statements already put israel at a disadvantage and it could have been the beginning of the end of Israel's insistence that they not allow a ceasefire so Hamas can rebuild. A very, very, very important question. And I suspect I know the answer, because again, understanding the motivation of Hamas versus the motivation of the people striking this deal. The hostages that are going to get released in the first round, 50 hostages. Will they be fully intact families or is Hamas going to make sure that every hostage is that or every hostage that is released has a loved one left behind in their custody? I suspect, again, knowing Hamas, that that is exactly what they're going to do, because then they are controlling the released hostages. 
what do you think you are going to say? Because the media is going to want to talk to these hostages. They're going to demand to talk to the hostages. What do you think hostages are going to say? What do you think the message that Hamas gives to the released hostages when their husbands, their wives, their kids are left behind? Now, the first round is supposed to be women and children. Which, by default, suggests that dad is going to get left behind. Husband is going to be left behind. Head of the household is going to be left behind. If you're Hamas and you know exactly what you're doing... You want those people to get in front of the cameras to say things that benefit Hamas. Now, it may not clearly be full-blown endorsement of Hamas activities, but talk about how it wasn't that bad. Encourage the Israeli government to do whatever it is they can. It could go either way. On one hand, they could portray Hamas as ultimately being relatively uh, sympathetic, or Hamas could release them hoping that they talk about the horrific conditions. That way you hear you have little girls pleading on camera and with the media and at rallies for the Israeli government to do anything to bring daddy back, which once again works in the favor of Hamas. It's leverage. You see, it would be one, it w- this would be a different scenario if all of the hostages were released at one time. But they're not. Why is that? Because Hamas is using them. They are weapons. They are weapons in this war. They are unwilling weapons. But this sort of arrangement allows Hamas to, frankly, further extend and amplify the horror that these people are already going through. Because now they're going to be used as tools in this thing. Now they are going to, many of them, I suspect, have their souls torn apart as they try desperately to figure out what to say, what messages to provide, do they say what it is that they think is going to make Hamas uh, treat their loved ones in a better way? Are they going to be honest about what's happening and then further potentially risk whatever it is that they know that their loved ones are already going through? Now, don't mistake me. I fully understand the desire of people who are wanting their loved ones. I can't imagine. I don't even want to imagine because it's so horrific. But those horrors do not wipe away the realities of what is going on and how it is that these people are going to be used. Another unfortunate reality to this is the defining of hostages and their market value. How much is a hostage worth? As defined by this deal, a hell of a lot to Hamas. And I think most of us understand why that is significant. This creates the ironic scenario in which the proposed, or at least the the narrative objective, is to uh, make sure that there are no hostages, right? 
But what it actually does is increase the likelihood that there will be additional hostages. Because this deal puts a market price on each and every one of those hostages. Four days, fuels, recouping, recouping. Strategic planning. Furthering the goal, their ultimate goal, that they feel that they are, are, are on a mandate from Allah to complete, and that is the elimination of Israel and the Jewish people. And with this, unfortunately, the world is sending a message to them, every hostage that you take helps you get closer to your goal. This is why they do it. Because we create the value. Something is worth what someone else will pay for it. This is why up until Obama, but definitely Biden, we generally had this policy. We do not negotiate with terrorists because we did not want to put a value on hostage head. We did not want to put a value. We did not want to make Americans valuable. Unfortunately, we have reversed course. This is why yesterday I mentioned, you know, there's a hostage being held in Venezuela right now for tens of thousands of dollars. Arrested under false pretense, this just the week after the Biden administration lifted oil sanctions on him. Now, gee whiz, I wonder where the dictatorship of Venezuela got the idea that you could falsely imprison an American citizen and get something out of it. Huh. Iran, maybe. Russia, maybe. uh, Where else in the world map can we find instances of the Biden administration making that official policy of the United States? It doesn't create less hostages. It creates more. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. For those of you that may be traveling, today perhaps is the day, and perhaps you have some sort of car trouble on the way. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. Nobody wants that to happen. Car trouble never happens at a convenient time. No one's like, man, I'm really glad that this happened when I was on the way to work or on the way to church. It's never convenient, but it's especially not convenient when you are on your way to some event that you're looking forward to, like maybe a two or three hour drive for Thanksgiving. Um, If that does happen to you, God forbid, just use that as a reminder next time before you go on a little drive away. Stop in A1 Custom Car Care and make sure that your car is road ready. Having that evaluation does not guarantee you won't have troubles, but if there is trouble on the horizon, More times than not, they can catch it before it happens and save you that headache. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. From Hank in Florida on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, in an interview with the Shah of Iran by U.S. News & World Report back in 1961, the Shah questioned the advisability of an anti-communist regime's loyalty to the United States in view of what happened to the Polish and Yugoslavia exile governments during World War II, the Chinese Nationalists, Republic of Korea, South Vietnam, the Congo, and Laos. The Shah explained 
The past experience has shown that when confronted with a communist challenge, the United States abandons its anti-communist friends and either partitions the threatened country or insists on a coalition government with the communists included. This is apparently the U.S. stand with respect to hum- or to terrorists as well. Now, that may you hear that and you're like, what did, what did that say? It's confusing. This is an interesting appro- comparison of approaches here. The approach that the Shah of Iran in that interview is noting is the one regarding the United States and and these policies that were intellectual policies. A bunch of really smart people with degrees who have been in government their entire lives coming together and developing some sort of brilliant brain work and putting it on paper, believing theoretically that it will work, as long as everybody does what they're, quote, supposed to do. The Shah's approach was just recognizing the behavior of the United States. You see, there are two approaches when it comes to dealing with people and conflicts. And I don't believe, in terms of administrations, there is a greater illustration of these two stark differences than Trump versus every other administration, at least since the Bush years. Post-Reagan. The the Bush years, the Clinton years, the Obama years, the Biden years are all filled with academics who come up with these plans that are on paper that will work as long as everybody does what they want them to do. So as long as the bad guy says, okie dokie, will comply completely and totally, then it all works out. Now, of course, what many of us understand is that, um, by definition, bad guys sometimes don't do the good thing. They do the bad thing, which is not comply. But this is where Trump's policy comes in. Trump's approach and policy isn't about academia, isn't about coming up with this amazing structured uh, a theoretical framework that is reliant on everybody wanting the same goal of peace and happiness, but it's just looking at the other guy, seeing what it is he wants, what motivates him, how does he behave, how has he behaved in the past, what motivates that individual, it's called street smarts. And what is it that we want, we need, and how can we use their desires against them? It's sizing people up. And what is really sick and unfortunate about this entire conflict is Hamas gets this. Hamas understands it. Everything they do strategically, is all based off their understanding of how the enemy is going to behave. As opposed to the approach that the United States and the rest of the world takes, where everything they do is based off what we really hope Hamas will do in a perfect world. In other words, our approach is the creation of a fantasy world that's made up of how we really, really, really hope things work out, 
whereas Hamas's strategic approach is the recognition of reality and knowing how it is that the world will react, how it is that the United States with this administration will react in terms of pressuring Israel when they do things like take hostages, when they do things like steal fuel from hospitals, when they do things like call for ceasefires. It's really sad that for all of the egg-headedness and the brilliantness and the, the conferences where people give each other awards and so forth are filled with people that are outsmarted by people who live in tunnels, who are total and completely barbaric in nature. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. The American Transmissions Talk at text line 447-KSGF. My name is Nick Reed. We will have special programming tomorrow, Thanksgiving. There it is, some of these shows that take off all week, they're taking off yesterday. I don't know. I just like working a lot, I guess. But we will be uh, having best or best of on Friday, so I shouldn't talk too much, should I? News in 60 seconds. I'm Nick Reed. Oh,